Hey, soulmates. It is Beck. We are going live for another episode of the Sustainable Speakers series. And today I'm joined by an amazing company called Returner. The CEO and founder, Jamie, is going to be joining me and talking us through all of the incredible things that they're achieving on their side, which is essentially a revolutionary experience, a new way of how we solve the problem of single-use plastic takeaway. Amongst that, the brand and the company are also doing some incredible things. And I'm so excited to get Jamie on today to talk us through the amazing stuff that's going on in the background and how we can all get involved and start making better conscious consumer decisions when it comes to takeaway. So let's get Jamie on. Oh. All right. This is the fun part. Yeah. <laughs> hello, hello. Thank you so hello. much for joining me today. Oh, no problem. Problem is my pleasure. I'm so excited. I, I, I know so much about the, the brand and the company and it. it's such an amazing thing that you have created and continue to inspire so many people. But I want you to do the talking. I want you to um, share a little bit about your background and how this all happened and, you know, talk us through what Returner actually is, because, you know, we're going to we're going to deep dive into so many questions. after. Awesome. Um... I'm, um, I'm glad it's inspired you. It's certainly been a wild ride, Returner. Um, so a bit of my background is, is I started uh, my sort of sustainability journey um, back in 2008 um, when I co-founded uh, Keep Cup, which is obviously the reusable cup that a lot of people know. Um, and that was a great product and a great introduction to sort of the sustainable market and all the people who are invested in um, changing how we consume. Uh, and uh, I sort of finished my journey with Keep Cup about uh, four or five years ago, and my focus was to move to other types of single-use waste. Keep Cup is very focused, obviously, on coffee, um, and it had a brand that um, is sort of the gold standard of reuse in the sense that you, um, a, a user buys it and owns it, and then they take responsibility for the, its reuse, its washing, uh, and looking after that asset. Uh, and that's a win for all players because uh, the the value is easily captured by um, either the cafe or the user or um, anyone in that supply chain who's contributing. Um, but when you go to move into other types of uh, products and Returner is focused around both food service uh, but also grocery, uh, when you're looking at single-use packaging in that space, uh, like an ownership model is very difficult to get work because... Uh, coffee, as an example, is very standardised globally, whereas uh, other things, uh, the sky's the limit in terms of its design requirements to create products that can be used, let's say, in a food type product. You know, is it hot? Is it cold? Is it wet? Is it dry? So there's a lot of challenges around that ownership model. So Returner um, basically has focused on, um, you know, a share type scheme or a pooling of assets where basically you can borrow an asset and then you can return it to the pool so you don't have to own, you know, a huge deal of these products. Um, and we, ha we sort of create, uh, we see our job as in Returner as creating um, systems um, and, and products, assets that people can borrow that make reuse easier and, um, you know, more adoptable by more people and create an environment where it, it's friction-free in terms of how you reuse those. 
And we sort of work in sort of, obviously I've mentioned we work in uh, food service like cafe, restaurant type environments. We have a home service, which is around the grocery. And then we also provide a service around workplaces to make offices and workplaces waste free. So we build the products and the systems. Can we talk a little bit about the grocery side of thing? I mean, you know, but you and I are in similar industries and we deeply understand the biggest challenge when it comes to, you know, getting consumers to make better conscious decisions. It's all about mindset, right? It's, it's how easy can it feel? And that's what Returner is solving. You know, trying to take away the thought process or the hardship or the, the roadblock for people to make these decisions. So I'm so intrigued to understand the process in the background. And I think that's what will help inspire anyone listening. You know, the, the amount of effort and hard work that goes into building this process and building, you know, for it to look so simple on the outside. And, and I think I'd really love you to share a bit more of that story. Well, it's, you know, like, obviously the rise in single use packaging is kind of, it's often written off to convenience yeah. and turns out it, in some ways it may be convenient for the end user, but the convenience hasn't really, it's not through the full supply chain. It's actually quite inconvenient for councils to have everyone. To try <laughs> sort it and try and push it back. Like if you, yeah. if you completely accept that it all just goes in a landfill, then okay. But I, do, I think that that now is, considered unacceptable amongst yeah. most people. So then it becomes um, a business like return becomes a million little challenges. Um, none of them insurmountable, but as you point out, it is quite, you know, it can be quite diabolically hard in terms of getting, because you've got to win out both supply side and customer side with the, with the process and the product and all those sorts of things that can be challenging. Um, so, you know, we just take one step at a time. And so we, where we try and play, um, which might be easier to understand is where sort of um, a few things come together. So the first thing is, is that where the packaging is considered environmentally problematic, i.e. specifically quite things that cannot be recycled or are never recycled or are damaging to the environment. They're the sort of things that we're interested in tackling. Then if those things have high value, i.e. when something is reused, that value pops out somewhere. Now, either the supplier gets it, the customer gets it, we get it. Typically, in Returner's case, it's shared amongst the group. But that value is can be captured. And so, like, if you think about, let's say, uh, a glass jar or uh, a polystyrene ice cream container, if they are replaced with a reusable, if they cost let's say between a dollar and a dollar 50, then someone can get that value because yeah. that is yeah. what's happened. Now it's not without inputs because, you know, we have to get it returned and we have to get it washed to return to supply chain, but they often are, you know, they might be around 20 cents. So that means that value can come out and people can capture it. So we target those areas. We also target areas where the design can lead to a, superior user or supply experience, i.e. Mm -hmm. it protects the product better at supply chain or the customer gets a better experience eating it. Like as an example, um, you know, like restaurants that might take on our, um, our offer there, like we are the hybrid between a plated meal and a single use yeah. one that's stuffed, stuffed into a container. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so we're, we're sort of tackling that part of it. So we're trying to get that part of it up. Um, it's such an interesting concept though. Like, I mean, let's, 
talk about it for a second, like the, the takeaway industry, you know, I, I even think about myself, I went out for dinner last night and I, I was, you know, there was quite a bit left over and they, this restaurant, you know, it happened to be quite close to my house and I'm fortunate that I know the owners, like we're all quite connected. It's a community. And I was like, oh, I'm going to get this takeaway. And the person that was serving us, you know, dropped a plastic container in front of him, like, good Lord, get it away from me. You know, do you mind if I just take the plate home and I'll bring it back tomorrow morning? And he looked at me like, what? <laughs> Are you crazy? And I was like, it's fine. The owner knows me. Like, it's no worries. I'll bring it back tomorrow. And I sort of got my way. But, you know, not everybody's inclined to behave like me. <laughs> so it, it's an interesting um, thing that you're implementing. And again, in the background, you're putting all this hard work so that these moments don't really have to happen. Well, the whole, like, listen, there are, there, you know, like it's a, it's a process. So, yeah. you know, all the reusable cups of the world have basically um, created acceptance of the fact that you can take something in and have it filled. So that makes it easier for a turner. So like, it's not necessarily a big deal anymore to let's say take a bowl into an environment and ask yeah. to have your takeaway meal put in it or yeah. for you to, uh, the idea of people sharing something as you would a plate in a restaurant it's not such a big deal anymore. It was in 2008, by the way. Um, yes. The yes, world sir. has evolved, right? And we're, we're touching on more and more things. I think it's important that you do, like there are some very challenging environments yeah. that we tend to stay away from. Um, and we're trying to take, grab the low-lying fruit first. One thing that you yeah. alluded to in your story there was, is that um, one of the, biggest challenges is the return logistics and the protection of that asset. So yeah. like that plate that went out, let's say it cost them $5. How do they know you're going to bring it back? Um, and is, you know, how, how do you know, you know you're going to break it or damage it in yeah. some way? Yeah. So um, whoever masters the return logistics will probably master this market uh, and making it that as simple and as easy as you would, you know, going out to your, bin recycle bin if you can get to that point then um reuse is you know should be accepted you know yeah. way more broadly than it is yeah and I, I think you're so right like that the whole model has been so complex and again it always falls back on people like human behavior it's we're complicated no one's simple you know you can break something you can lose it the circumstances occur and there's been so many um cup companies out there that try to do the circular you know concept and then you have the drama of the cafe don't want them because they don't want to store them or they don't want to clean them and then people don't bring them back or they lose them so solving the problem is i think has been the big journey and and i think you know you guys are really starting to get there you're you're you know chipping away through it through all the problems and i think it's exceptional so you well, know, we've been down a lot of dead ends, so yeah, <laughs> we, <laughs> we've made every mistake twice. So, uh, but you have to, like, someone has to, right? <laughs> someone has to, and like, um, listen, there's this this idea of of you know, it's mainly known as products as a service, and that's sort of thing. It's hot right now globally. Like, everyone's trying to work on different things, yeah. and I would say that the the whole market in general, um, and you know, returner included, like everyone shares the information that they basically have. I certainly don't want businesses 
to make the same mistakes that we have, if possible. I'd rather, you know, share information to try and get um, insights into the best way of tackling this. Because, like, we are approached often by businesses um, to try and help. They, they are genuinely interested in um, reducing their impact. And that might be driven by individual personalities within the business um, or, you know, mandates from their customer. But, uh, you know, like we can't solve every problem at the moment. Um, they are all challenging. And so we've just got to go after the ones where we can get real inroads and then just move on from there. Day by day, right? One yeah. task time but i mean look like you've been in this industry for so long you've gained so much experience and so much knowledge and i'm so curious you know th this entire podcast that we run especially during the month of july is designed to create any kind of thought any kind of conscious change internally in individual people and, and i would just love to hear a little bit of you know i can only begin to imagine how much you've learned and the experiences you've had with sustainability for yourself and how it's impacted your personal life. Like I just, I think it'd be so lovely to share a bit of your background as well. Well, I suppose um, like the, the journey started because before Keep Cup, my sister and I, who I started that business with, we um, owned cafes and it was cafes based on convenience. And there was a lot of packaging, including a lot of uh, coffee cups. And we would buy, you know, hundreds of thousands a year all branded up, you know, with our brand. Um, and that was kind of sickening. And I suppose Keep Cup sort of came out of us looking for a solution um, to that problem, but not really finding anything in the market that was suitable. Uh, yeah. and, and, and so it, it went on from there. I mean, I'm just like an everyday regular sort of guy who has a, um, a bent for sustainability and I try and live that life that I preach but um, I have a family and you know we don't all agree so like sometimes they are my biggest challenge point to try and create an environment where they would effectively be adopting not by a conscious necessarily even a conscious decision just by the fact that it's easier and better yeah so so I put that challenge to myself and, and the team at Returner to try and create that environment where at every point we try and reduce the level of friction, the level of cost, the level of experience or improve the level of experience to make it, the, you know, effectively normalise this type of behaviour. And my little prediction and hope for the future is, is that at some point in time, I think we'll all be members of... Um, I don't know what to call them, systems or schemes that effectively help us as individuals and workplaces and families to manage our waste. So rather than sort of, you know, chucking in anonymously into a recycling bin or having to tiptoe around to your neighbours to get rid of the tonnes of stuff you've got into their waste bin, um, you, you'll be part of a network that will help you manage that and effectively get packaging either reused or recycled properly you know what's funny like just quietly because i have this conversation all the time in fact i actually i was talking about it with my grandparents last week um in fact the solution is to go backwards you know yes. it's like if you really understand this concept of and you really understand 
people and the development of economy and growth and manufacturing we were so smart and so simple and so communal and so effective and practical and pragmatic about how we lived life that we just became lazy that's all it was it was like convenience and lazy and abundance of stuff because it's exciting as a society and then we lost community and that's where we need to come back to what you're what you're talking about is we need to literally go backwards I totally agree because some of the biggest unsung heroes that I know that I observe in my life are often, uh, you know, some my wife's family, they're Italian, they're immigrants, and my family, they're Scottish, they're known for being, well, known for being tight, but I'll call it frugal. <laughs> and that, and that, that, that lifestyle where there wasn't that abundance means that you have to operate in a different way. And That's that right. way is often very, very efficient. Like throwing stuff out is not an option. Um, buying once and uh, buying well is critical. And we have got to a point right now where we are looking at um, like what we would call durable packaging, like it's mainly glassware, for instance, where it's too valuable to throw out. It's like yeah. madness. If if people got transparency on the cost of the contents, is, which is what they're really buying, and the cost of the vessel that it goes in, they would be shocked because almost all the time the packaging costs more than the contents that goes in it. And that's so right. I mean uh, look I that's why we created salt cups. We you know we produce them from hand blown glass. I'm sure you understand yeah. the cost of good. It's like these are incredibly expensive products that you're never gonna want to throw away. You're gonna want to treat it with respect and love and keep it. And that's the whole point. Like I mean that's what we're trying to instill in people is that take care of your things. The last and you'll enjoy it. You know, yeah. it's, yeah, it's a mindset. I'm totally with you. I'm totally with you. That's, that's, the, and there is pleasure in that, simple pleasure that yeah. um, I think sometimes people forget about. Um, like one of the, you know, we've just got some feedback from customers and we do make really nice uh, vessels that are yeah, for returner. And the, almost always the comment is, is, oh, this is so beautiful. I just keep it. But in actual fact, what turns out to be is when you finish your, let's say, weekly shop and you're getting your next order and you're returning your empties to us, one of the greatest pleasures is getting that stuff out of your house, you know? Yeah. Like all that, it's, it's basically something that needs to go back out and it, it feels really good to do it and it, you know, minimalizes your space and, you know, you don't have a drawer full of containers with mismatched lids or anything because in your next order, you've got a whole new set all clean, ready to go, labelled up, you know, for a really great user experience, you know. We call it sort of pantry porn at Returner where, you know, you've got that, you open up your thing and you kind of got that OCD pantry with everything labelled up and colour-coded. Um, You're going to make done so, that work. so happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's really special. And I mean, because I, I, was, I was on the side and I was looking at the grocery aspects and obviously there's such an incredible variety and there's so many products. And I think it's just so smart. It's just so fantastic. And the thing is, it's not new. It's not some crazy innovation. It's just you were able to set up a system. And I think that's what it comes down to. People need simplicity. People need ease and less friction and less drama. And I think if the more we can talk about it and the more we can normalize it and the more we can show how easy it is, I think the, the more people are going to get involved. And it just, it requires 
conversation and community to, to get this as big as possible. Yeah, well, like one of the challenges of that of the of Returner Marketplace, which is our grocery offer, yeah. is that um, it is a two-part platform. So you need to get suppliers on in order to get customers and you need to get customers on in order to get suppliers. So like a lot of things have got to move forward together and it's not very old return marketplace, like it's six months old and it, uh, it was helped funded by sustainability Victoria to get it going, which is a bit of a tip of the hat to them. And, and so, and with that, with that environment, like, you know, we started off with 100 items on the platform and I think we're probably, I don't know, 250, 300. But really that, that offer needs to go out to probably 2,000 items because we're looking yeah. to try and capture a, a larger share of people's weekly grocery offer yeah. um, purchase. And, and, and what we have observed from the platform is that the savings or the, the impact that individuals is happening is so material it's incredible so yeah. for those people who we do get the weekly shop off uh and they're um let's say buying you know 25 to 30 items that's a lot of packaging that's week a lot. in week out like it, it the numbers ratchet up you know super quick yeah um i mean and, think of you know you go to the grocery store even if it's like a quick shop right even if you're like oh, i just need like some broccoli you know you still end up getting five six things because that's what we do as people and it, it adds up like those numbers are huge and i think yeah. that's what people need to see this is actually what needs to be visually expressed like every time you go and do your groceries that is new packaging that is you, you know we vote with our dollar that's what i keep trying to explain in these episodes is us as individuals make a humongous impact on an independent level you vote with your dollar every time you spend money you're saying yes for that product for that brand for that packaging to be produced again so there's so much thoughtfulness and mindfulness for someone to choose to shop with a brand like yours it's a humongous long-term impact and short term so yeah you know yeah i, I can't stress it enough I, I think it's it's incredible there's no doubt that like new businesses like this and new ideas need support. And yeah. um, with our initial uh, customer base, you know, many of them, um, you know, they start off as lovers of what we're doing rather than what we do. And, and, but it's our ambition and, and, and it's required that we yeah. still meet our competitors on the field in terms of all the other aspects of the business. So, you know, it's going to meet the service levels, the quality of product, the brands people want, the, you know, you know, the delivery range and options and pricing, you know, there's a lot to sort of package up and, you know, I've got a little team that goes to work every day, chipping away at all those aspects to try and deliver all those things because we want to become completely normalized and the way in which people buy exactly exactly um i'm so excited to get to chat to you i i think it's such an amazing conversation we just we just need more people to understand the huge impact that they have on our environment just by choosing to smart to shop smarter and you know like again i i want to say like you know you've been in, in this industry for so long i mean if you could give some advice to anyone that is just curious about changing 
you know, their world and becoming more sustainable. I, I really always love to ask this question. From your experience, what would you tell someone who's just getting into this and, and wanting to make better choices? Well, I suppose if you're, if you're a business and you're thinking about doing it, I think the, the encouraging thing is, is that um, starting with the Keep Cup experiment, um, there is about, of takeaway coffee in Australia, um, the, the number of users of um, reusable cups is probably around about 35 to 40%. Um, and so what I think about in terms of that, when I'm thinking about return or any other type of business, they are people who are willing to spend their own money to engage in a, um, a product and a, and, a, and, a, and a way in which they want to live their life. That is a cost to them. They pay for that product up front and you will have seen it with Soul Cup. It's, it's a personal choice, but they are out there and they are a customer that's wanting to be serviced in that way. So whatever your industry is, then you could potentially um, approach them. And then as an individual, I think that, um, you know, there's a lot of greenwashing that goes on out there. Uh, and, um, and so sometimes it's very difficult to uh, decide on the sort of brands that you want to support because almost everyone's making some type of green claim. Um, <laughs> the way in which I the way in which I decide is I look to the person that, who is at the head of that business, typically uh, the the owner or the director, and are they the real deal? Okay, because that's the only way that I know that um, that that business is genuine about kind of what they're doing, and they're not just paying lip service to try and um, meet the most minimum customer <laughs> needs. I think that's really and awesome. I think. And I think education is the other thing, just like, I mean, obviously being sceptical of claims. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all about reuse personally because I see it as the only real way of um, mm. making, uh, I see it as an order of magnitude better than any other type of way of um, reducing your impact. So, you know, like it's, you know, reduce, reuse, recycle, um, uh, reduce, recycle, reuse, but the, the gap between those two is enormous. Huge. <laughs> yeah, know, it's between recycling. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, just keeping that in mind. I think, you know, just to add on that, I think that the advice that I would give to instill that is use what you have first. You don't need to go out and purchase a bunch of new things to suddenly be sustainable open your cupboards. You've probably got a thousand glass jars lying around. You've probably got a bunch of containers and things that you've got in and around your home that you can actually start using properly and reusing and use it until it's absolute end cycle before you go and consider purchasing new things. And that comes back to, you know, voting with your dollar, like be pragmatic, be curious, ask questions, especially when it comes to greenwashing, you know, investigate and then use what you have. And I think, I think that sort of nicely sums up what, what you're all about is really special. Yeah. No, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Jamie, thank you so much for joining me today. I'm, I'm so grateful for your time, but Not at all. 
everything you're doing is is phenomenal and and we're going to leave um all the links below and and i hope that anyone watching now or later on once we post it goes and has a look at return and gets involved because so many solutions which is what we love awesome thanks for that amy we'll talk soon okay bye-bye